Welcome to another edition of Your Money, Your Life. I'm your host, Alfred Emmy Jr., Senior Vice President and Executive Editor-at-Large at Black Enterprise, and this episode of Your Money, Your Life is hosted by Prudential. Listen, we all know how critical it is to save for retirement, but we often tell ourselves that we can't do it, especially if we're younger. Today's guest is our is a perfect expert to help us address this issue because she's going to talk to us about adjusting your spending to finance your retirement savings. Please welcome to the show, Katrina Dixon, author of It's My Money. She's a money coach and host of the Money Exchange podcast. Katrina, welcome to the show. Thank you, um, Mr. Edmund. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. And I'm excited to get started and share some tips here today. Well, let's talk. I want our audience to learn more about you. One of the best things I love about your money, your life, is that we have so many great people out there who can help people achieve their goals. And you are certainly one of them. Talk about how you got on the path to do what you do, to write your book, to do your podcast. What set you on the path of financial education and money coaching? Yes, thank you. Um, thank you for that. So I was one of the ones who had um, my money all jacked up. Um, I made a lot of money, um, but I also spent a lot of money and sometimes spent more than I had or before I even got the money directly deposited from my employer into my account. So um, I knew what I was doing was not what I should be doing, but I didn't know how to do it differently. So um, I became a, stu- a student of finance. So I started learning from others that was in the space. And by golly, when I got that Thing right when I learned to spend differently, to budget, to have delayed gratification, and really appreciate that. I wanted to teach everybody how to do it. So I got started with having clients one by one and showing them that they can do it too. And then I thought to myself, because I made this observation and I made it my obligation to teach our young people, because I said to myself, if I had the knowledge that I have now, when I was much younger, oh my goodness. So that was, that was the question. That's how I got started now over six years ago. Katrina, you, you hit just every bell. I hit every time. <laughs> on I mean, I'm, 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 I'm certainly senior to you. And I tell young people all the time, I'm big on mentoring. If I just had, you know, like one drink out of the drink money, like not all the drink money, just one drink out of the drink money, if I had put that toward retirement savings, I'd be just so much further ahead. And I know we think when we're younger, one, we think we have time. That's something for down the road. And, and often we may be at the early part of our earning years. So we think we, we should wait until we're making more money. But it's really, really important. I try to drive home this point to start early because you have, you know, the value of compound interest over time. And and, and talk to me about, I mean, you you hit it. If the goal is to get people started younger, putting some money away toward retirement, you know, even if it's only $5, $10, $25, because over time, that can really be a huge payoff versus waiting till later to get started. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that, I mean, that's the message right there. Start early put away what your budget can allow for, because that's a term that I have to drop in here, because oftentimes people think of budgeting as I don't like to do it. I don't make enough to do that. So I often tell them, drop the word if you don't like it, call it your money meeting, call it your spending plan, call it whatever you want, but ensure that you're doing it and then find those uh, way that the extra money to put aside. So it's really important. Um, Personal finance is just that it's personal. So what I save may be different from what you're saved, even if we were 
we're both much younger. Um, the idea is save as much as you're able to save. And then as you continue to reduce your spending, increase that savings. So that's exactly the message right there. Start early, be consistent, automate it if you can, and uh, grow that amount that you're saving as you go along. You know, and I tell people anything is better than zero. Yes. Like anything you can put away yes. and say, oh, I only got $5 here, $5 there. I'm like, anything is better than zero because it builds up over time. And whether if your company has a 401k, then you, you just absolutely need to max out, especially if the company maxes. But even if yeah. the company, you don't work for a company or an employer that offers that kind of thing, opening up some kind of account, an IRA, something that says this money is for when either I don't want to work anymore or I can't work anymore. Uh, it's just yeah. so important, especially when you talk about multi-generational wealth building in the Black community. That's right. When, when I start with clients, I tell them, don't start when you first start working with me. If you haven't been saving b before, don't start with, I'm going to save 200 per paycheck. Because what will happen is you'll put that 200 in because you've never done it before. And then um, you maybe you've pay, you haven't paid a bill or paid enough on that. Then you're taking 50 out and you're taking 50 more out of that savings account. I prefer you start small, $5, $10, whatever that is, and then increase that as you be, uh, continue to find the areas of opportunity for increased growth so that that's the better way to do it so that you're consistent and it's sustainable when you're when you're coaching people what is kind of the biggest mindset challenge you have to to deal with when trying to get them to think about that to get past i don't have it i don't know where i'm going to get the money from oh that's something i can wait to deal with down the road w what are the challenges i mean one of the things i love about money coaches is they really do understand that it starts with how you think about money, how you feel about money, and that feeds directly into the choices that you make, regardless of the level of financial education that you have. So it's more of the, I don't have enough to do it. Like I barely, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, so I really don't know how to do it. And people have what I call the aha moment when I encourage them to sit down with their money. So how much, literally how much you made, not the estimation of how much that came in and then what you're actually paying out. And they find themselves when they write it on the page, they really have more than they think they have. Because what happens is, especially pre-COVID when people are going into offices more and they come home and, and then start to think about what they're going to pay. You now, you went down, you got breakfast on the way to work because you got paid that day. You went down for lunch. You may have stopped and gotten food on the way home, like eating out. So now you've reduced your income by three different transactions before you even thought about what you have going on. So it's when they spend that time with their money and become intimate with their money, that that notion starts to go away. So it's, I don't have enough. That's for people that have a lot of money. So when they get over that and are empowered to actually do it themselves and see it happen, then it's a, it's a game changer. It's a life changer, actually. Yeah, Petrina, I mean, you, you talk about something, again, all great money coaches do, and, and I know you do too is getting people from going from unconscious spending, which most of us just spend unconsciously. We don't even remember what we spent it on. We don't know what we spent it on. You know, half the stuff we spent it on is gone and we don't really even miss it. But yes. going from unconscious spending to conscious spending and just that shift alone, just being conscious of it, you're right. You often find out, oh, I could, I could you know, reallocate that to this. I can reallocate that to that. But waking people up, you know, through your coaching and through your, your, your book and other, other things that you do to reach out and impact people, including on social media, um, it's just so critical to get people just to, just to slow down and think about what you're doing. That's such a, such a, big, a big, important part of what you do. Listen, I, I, we're going to take a quick break, but I definitely want to talk about some tips you have for people to, to adjust their spending to 
to focus on financing their retirement savings. This episode of Your Money, Your Life is being brought to you by Prudential. And Prudential knows the importance of having a rock in your life. Everyone needs a rock. A rock can help turn the far-fetched into the within reach. When you have one, you can reach your potential, your dreams, and your goals. And when it comes to your financial goals, Prudential is the rock you can rely on. With their knowledgeable financial professionals, Prudential can help you get to new heights, plan, invest, insure, and retire. Visit Prudential.com. Who's your rock? Katrina, I know you got some great gems to drop. You've already dropped a bunch of them already. <laughs> so what are some specific things our audience could be doing to find the money to retire? And I always tell people, well, the money that you need, you probably have. You just don't know that you have it. Talk exactly. Sure, exactly right. So the first tip that I'll name is um, know how much you have coming in and how much you have going out. Yes, that is called a budgeting exercise, but it it is it will truly transform your financial uh, future if you do this on a regular basis. Do not do it once a month. Do it as often as you get income. So if you work for an employer, work for yourself, whatever it is, whenever you get money in, you need to touch that budget or spending plan, have that money meeting as often as that happens. Secondly is forget what you didn't do yesterday. It's okay. It's okay. Forget that. There's no shaming. Let's just get started. You're watching this today. You can start today of um, having control over your financial future going forward. Katrina, I want to stick a point in that because, uh, you know, the theme of your money, your life is about financial wellness. Because I've found over the years, both in my own personal life and as a financial journalist, that a lot of this is about how we feel and think Mm -hmm. about money. And if we're operating out of guilt and shame and about what I didn't know and what I didn't do and what people think I have versus what I really have, that often causes us to avoid the topic altogether other than I got to pay these bills and I got to make this money. So I I really, that point that you just made about let go of guilt and shame about what you didn't do or what circumstances you may have been born into, what your mama and daddy didn't teach you or whatever, and say, we're going to start from today and do better. I just think that's so important. So, so true. And, and, and that I'll, I'll couple that with um, not try, making sure you save yourself before trying to help others. A lot of clients I have, and I did a lot of one-on-ones were, um, well, I have to take care of my adult child, you know, not take care of them, meaning that they are disabled, meaning that they live at home, they're, they're paying for the food for them, they're not charging them rent and that sort of stuff. I'm helping my mom take care of their bills. So um, it, I'm not saying not to do it, but make sure that that fits in your budget. And what I mean by that is don't help somebody else when you are struggling with your own bills or you, you are gonna be late on your bills. So make sure you're help is a line item within your budget. And when you are unable to be very transparent about that, like don't pretend like you have more than what you have to save somebody else when you're drowning. You know, it's that old analogy, you know, common analogy about put your own oxygen mask on first before you try to put it on someone else, because if you go under, you can't help them. Exactly right. Exactly right. And then the next tips, it, it tip is reduce your spending. So when you're looking for money to add towards an intentional goal like retirement, you have to look at what are what am I spending money on today? There's so many ways to reduce spending. And I'll give you a quick example. Even this happened to me uh, just yesterday where there's a gas prices right now is insane. I drive an SUV. It's just 
It's just really expensive today. So this holds true today, but also can hold true even when gas prices started to start to level out. Plan your errand running, right? I live on one side of town and I had to go like, you know, about 20, 25 minutes away from where I live. There's two different things that I needed to do over there. In my mind, for, for part of my day, I plan to do one on one day and one on another. And then I thought to myself, if I'm going on that side of town, um, let me just take care of both of those things. My calendar from a time perspective didn't allot for that. So, But I wasn't thinking about it from a financial perspective on the amount of gas it'll take for me to go over there twice in one week. So then I readjusted my calendar so that I can take care of both things on that side of town while I was there. So that's an example of how you can reduce money, plan out even what you're doing from an errand running so that you're being more efficient with um, the use of your gas, which is which ties into your finances. This circles back to your whole thing about just being conscious. You know, I have this thing that I call found money when I really started finally getting really conscious about my spending. And, and it wasn't <laughs> until after I came to Black Enterprise and started doing journalism. <laughs> but I like we, we always think about the unexpected expense, but we don't think about the unexpected income, you know, you know, money that just comes in, you weren't expecting, you know, a gift from someone, um, you know, somebody paid you back. You never thought you were going to see that money. <laughs> you know, that that happens. I, I have a plan for what I call found money, money that I didn't expect. And, it, you know, in, in the beginning, when I first started doing this, it was 50 percent toward debt reduction, 25 percent for retirement savings, 10 percent toward emergency fund and the rest I could spend. Mm-hmm. You know, I can reward myself, just have a, you know, blow it on something. But by having a plan for the found money, some of that found money went to places that helped me to improve my financial position. So again, it goes back to your, your, your great work with helping people be conscious about what they're spending and how they're spending it. Absolutely. And another way to reduce the spending staying on that particular tip is, you know, we, we all, I know for me, I was all about the brand names for groceries, right? Now I'm not that way. Like I had to have certain types of coffee. Now I, I even with the, the coffee that I now drink in Keurig um, at the grocery store, it's one price, which is less expensive than the other brand I used to have, but it's even less expensive getting it from Amazon and shipped directly to my door. So you just have to look at various different ways. So it's not about not having things that you like. It's about how much you spend on those things. But the important part is when you find that money, you're intentional about putting it towards the goal. So don't reduce the spending and spending in one category and spend it on another category. You have to make sure that if this is the exercise you're going through for your intended intended goal, which is your retirement savings, then you have to put that money towards that once you find that money. You know, you're talking about that important topic of redirection, because a lot of people really are good at saving. They they go and they catch the sale, but they don't capture the savings. Because again, if you don't capture the savings to redirect it, toward a particular goal, in this, in this case, we're talking about retirement, then you, you, even though you saved, you didn't save. Like you say, you ended up spending it on something else because right. you didn't really focus on capturing the savings and redirecting it. Uh, there's something else that, that you touched on, uh, this idea, uh, you said it earlier, the importance of automation, because oh. if, you have it, if you have it automated and you are regularly looking at your budget to think about where you can make adjustments, then that goes to the recapturing the savings because then you say, listen, now that I'm doing this new habit, I'm saving an extra $10 a month or $30 a month. I can go in and adjust the automation 
by another thirty dollars a month toward my retirement savings. And exactly so- right. Exactly. And let me let me just tie on the automation. So if you work for an employer and you have your, uh, I'll call it your entire paycheck directly deposited into your checking account, which for me, checking account is your operational account, not money that stays in there for a long period of time. You can tell your employer by way of the online portal that they may have, or however that you have the direct deposited funds going. You can do that for directly depositing into a savings account. I encourage an online only high yield savings account, um, but you can have, you can do it by dollar amount. You can do it by percentage and you can do it in more than one uh, additional account. So that's the way that you can do it. I call it do save it and automate it and forget about it. Automate it and forget about it. Just like it would be for taxes. When taxes structure change, you have no control over that. So the reason why this is really important, because if you do it this way, it goes into that account that what go it goes into that account first the rest goes into the operating funds and the operating funds is really what you use and budget from right so when you have everything go into your uh, operating account or your checking account, then it's a, an exercise or a task that you need to do to move it to the next account. So if you have it automated and forget about it, you, before you know it, you'll have more in that account, even at the ten or twenty dollar uh, de- denomination before you before you realize it. So automate it and forget about it, and that's also called pay yourself first. You know, here's what I love about that, at least for me. I, I did just set it and I forget it. And like you said, I had I had my automated retirement savings. Our company has a 401k, so we were able to, I got to slip right into that. And then I have my emergency fund, which as you said, is an, off, an offline online account. I don't have an ATM card attached to it. I can't just run and dip into it when I want to uh, without some difficulty. But the automation of it had two benefits for me. One, it was automatic. I didn't think about it. The second is that when I did think about it and then I looked to see how much I accumulated it gave me a tremendous boost of motivation to keep going. It's like, oh, I can do this. I can't afford to save. I can't afford to prepare. I can't afford to save for retirement. That's exactly right. That's it. I, I love how you describe that because it, it's that too found. And you have to you have to celebrate the wins and the accomplishments, no matter the size of them. Make sure that you do that and that will encourage you, you to do the next. And um, I, which brings me to my next tip, diversity. Make sure that you have your money working for you in many different ways. So you've mentioned a few times 401k. 401k, especially when they are ma- when a company matches you, that is free money. Free, free money is what I call that. Get that free money all day. So, um, you know, some people uh, go all the way up to the contribution levels that you can within your employer, even though most companies don't match all, you know, the entire amount, but do it, do it to wherever you're comfortable at a bare minimum, do the match, whatever they match, 1%, 3%, 6%, whatever that is, make sure at a minimum you are doing that. Secondarily, as you, as you begin to find additional money by way of reducing spending and re allocating, um, diversifying other things. So it could be um, a Roth um, IRA, it could be a tra- another traditional IRA, it could be um, investing, whatever it is, but ensure that whatever you intend to do that it falls within your budget. I am not encouraging you to not pay off debt, to be late on bills, to be able to do these things, but you will find once you start to become um, intimate with your money by way of looking at it, through the money meeting, spending plan, budgeting, whatever it is that you want to call it, you'll begin to um, be encouraged by the various different things that you can do to diversify how your money grows for you. Katrina, I mean, I, I knew it was going to be a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of wisdom, <laughs> but I, I also like the energy and enthusiasm, which is, all, again, it's important because I'm sure a lot of a lot of the people that you help 
are, are initially discouraged, not necessarily hopeful. Maybe they think they've already struggled and tried already and it's not working. So I, I really like your energy because a lot of it is about the heart and the mind as much as it is about the balance, the checkbook and the balance book, you know. That's exactly right. Exactly right. I have one more tip. May I share one more? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And find ways to monetize your skill set or your passions. So what that defines is earn additional money by way of side hustles. It doesn't mean you need to um, stop your day job. It means that with things that you enjoy doing, things you are skilled in doing, having a passion for, find a way to monetize that. For me, it was personal finance. I love talking about personal finance. And when I started going around talking about it, writing books about it, people asked me to come on shows to talk about it, asked me to be in rooms, asked me to be on Zooms. And I love what I do. And when you love what you do, even if you're doing it as a side hustle, you want to do it all the time. So therefore, you'll get you'll get paid to do it you'll get paid more and more because you'll do it more and more and you'll feel encouraged by the fact that what i love doing is is helping me to reach my end goal and that is for retirement or whatever it is that you're trying to do so side hustling the list is endless endless so do not think it has to be the four or five that you see across social media all the time it is truly something you're skilled at that can solve a problem for somebody else could be how you earn money to put towards your um your financial planning you know that, that i put also in my category of found money because most of us budget based on our especially if you're a working professional on our salary from our main job. We don't really think about the extra money. We, we right. budget based on, oh, this is the money I know I'm getting. So again, if you got a side hustle, if you got a skill set, whether that's teaching a class, you're taking care of somebody's kids, cooking, whatever it is, that money again is found money that you can earmark toward retirement and other financial goals. Exactly uh, let me tell you, Petrina, I've shared on this show, the biggest piece of advice I ever got that I didn't take, <laughs> but that, that, that I tell people all the time, I was told once, bank your raises. And what that, what that meant was, if you were making 50,000 a year, and then at the end of the year, you got to raise to 55, act like you still only got the 50 and bank that extra income for a year. Just do it for a year. Just That's because, a great you already, because you already know you could live on 50 because you were living on 50. Yes. Bank it for a year and then spend it 55 because usually our lifestyles grow faster than our incomes because we tend to start spending the money as soon as we get it. That's but, exactly you know, right. I look. I back love that one. I'm writing that one down. I love yeah, that. The worst is I'm not. I'm not keeping it to myself. I tell people all the time: just bank your rate. Even if you just do it for six months, just don't. Just let that money go into retirement, emergency savings, whatever. But just don't spend it right away. And, and again, as we progress toward our careers, especially if you start when you're supposed to start, when you're young, 18, 19, 20, so you start getting income. So bank your raises. You heard it from me again, because I share every chance <laughs> I get. But, I know. love that. And because that's that's the thing. People think that I, I have to reduce something in order to save. That is something you need to do, but you also need to may need to find how to bring more in to help you along that goal as well. So it's a combination of the both. And when you get that raise, if you have like substantial, as you've mentioned, I, I completely agree. I'm going to I'm going to put that quote out, tweet that quote when we're done here. I love that. <laughs> that, that you know, because I tell you wealth creation and all its forms is usually about delayed gratification. Yes. It's just delayed gratification. If you could just wait, you know, for the right time, you can get more out of your money and still have time to save. 
That's right. Mr. Katrina, we're running out of time. I want to make sure, obviously, in a half hour, we're not going to get everything you got <laughs> half an hour. But, but I, I want our audience to be able to find you. What's the best way for them to keep in touch with you, follow you, check out your, your podcast? Let's make sure all, all the Your Money, Your Life audience can stay in touch with Katrina Dixon. Sure, absolutely. May I say one quote before I uh, go into that? Oh, go ahead with it. Sure. So the one thing I want to leave you with is the only situation that can place a limitation on your destination to your elevation is procrastination. So forget what you didn't do before. Now that you've heard us here today, you can now move forward with everything that has been shared. So thank you so much for having me. My name is Petrina Dixon. Across social media, I'm at at it's my money underscore. That's it's my money underscore. My website is it's my money journal dot info. Again, that's it's my money journal dot info. Mr. Petrina, I am so glad you took the time to be on the show today. Welcome. And I'm going to have you back on to your money, your life. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored. Thank you so much. And this has been another edition of Your Money, Your Life. This episode has been sponsored by Prudential. I'm your host, Alfred Edmund Jr., Senior VP, Executive Editor at Large at Black Enterprise. See you next time. <laughs>